Hello everyone and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley and the Commander's Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and anything else that I kind of want to. Now, today on the podcast I want to start off by uh, just touching on one of our predictions for Nukapenna has been confirmed. The three-color combination that will be used in Nukapenna is the shards. They are named the shards because they are originally seen from the shards of Alara block. Now, here uh, they have been renamed, much like the wedges were renamed after cons to what they were in Ikoria. So, starting with Jund, which is black, red, green, uh, we have Ziatora. Now, the thing I think is going on with the names is this is either the first name or the last name of the demon that runs the faction. And they might be known as the demon's first name, or they could be something else, and these cards just reference the people that run them. Uh, Next up, I have Grixis which is blue, black, red, uh, and the name associated with that is Xander. Bant is green, white, blue, and the name associated there is Spara. Esper is white, blue, black, and the name there is Raphine. And then Naya, rounding us out with red, green, white, is Jetmir. Now, another thing that we saw was what the reskinned Stranger Things secret lair was going to look like. And going down that list, we have Elmar Ovenwald Informant, which is the reskin of Max the Daredevil. They are one, a red and a green for a 3 2 human. They have haste, and whenever you cast your second spell each turn, untap target creature and then investigate. And it has friends forever. I'm only going to say this the first time. Friends Forever allows you to partner uh, it as a commander with any other creature that has Friends Forever. Uh, Moving on, we have uh, Cecily, Haunted Mage, which is a reskin of Eleven the Mage. Uh, They are one, a blue, a black, and a red for a 3-5 human wizard your maximum hand size is 11 and whenever they attack you draw a card and lose one life then if you have 11 or more cards in your hand you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand without paying its mana cost and again friends forever next up we have bjorna nightfall alchemist which is a reskin of lucas the sharpshooter it's a blue and a red and you can, I'm sorry, it's a 1-3 human, and you can tap it and sacrifice an artifact to have it deal 1 damage to target creature. You goad that creature, and it has friends forever. Next up, we have Warnog, Rider's Chaplain, which is a reskin of Will the Wise, which is a white and a black for a 1-2 human. When it enters the battlefield or leaves the battlefield, each opponent may investigate. Each opponent who doesn't loses 1 life, You investigate X times where X is 1 plus the number of opponents who investigated this way. 
and Friends Forever. Sophina Spearsage Deserter is the reskin of Chief Jim Hopper. Two, a red and a white for a 4-4 human soldier with menace. When it attacks, investigate once for each non-token attacking creature and friends forever. Then we have Olthelm, Sigarden Outcast, which is a reskin of Mike the Dungeon Master. One, a green and a white for a 2-2 human. You can pay two and tap it. Choose target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Return it to the battlefield tapped. Friends forever. And then the last of the Friends Forever uh, legendary creatures is Hargilde. Kindly Rune Chanter, which is the reskin of Dustin Gadget Genius. Two, a white and a blue for a 2-3 human. You can tap it to add two colorless. Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts. And once again, friends forever. Then the other two are Arvinox the Mind Flail, which is the reskin of the Mind Flayer or Mind Flayer the Shadow. Four, black, black, black. For a enchantment creature horror, it's a 9-9. It isn't a creature unless you control three or more permanents you don't own. And at the beginning of your end step, exile the bottom card of each opponent's library face down. For as long as those cards remain exiled, you may look at them. You may cast permanent spells from among them. And you may spend mana as though it was mana of any color to cast those spells. And the last one is Haven Ghoul Laboratory, which uh, flips into Haven Ghoul Mystery, which is the reskin of the uh, Hawkins Memorial Laboratory, which flips into the Upside Down. And on the front face, that is a legendary land that uh, taps for a colorless. You can pay four and tap it to investigate. And then at the beginning of your end step, if you sacrificed three or more clues this turn, transform it into its backside, uh, which is a legendary land that says when this land transforms into the uh, backside, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. When the creature put onto the battlefield with the upside down leaves the battlefield, transform it back to the other side. And you can tap it and pay one life to add black to your mana pool. And that's it. But that's great because it took away what was the main problem I had with the Walking Dead secret lair. That seems to be the general consensus for most people. Is they didn't like the idea that the secret lair was the only way you could get those cards. And now that they take any functionally unique cards and put them into set boosters and the list, I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me anymore. And, yeah. I think that's going to do it for the first half. And uh, I'll be back when I figure out what I'm going to do for the second half. Hey, 
I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff. Believe me, I know that. But if you would like to help support the podcast and me, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks. But that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. Welcome back. Now, I decided what I'm going to talk about is my new deck that I played on my stream on Friday in game one. So I opened some Kamigawa uh, set boosters and I ended up pulling a Shorakai Genesis engine. Now, I had been fiddling with the idea of a mono blue vehicle build around Cosima, God of the Voyage, but more specifically over her backside, the Omen Keel. But Cosima is two and a blue for a two four god. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may exile Cosima if you do, it gains whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. If Cosima is exiled, you may put a Voyage counter on it. If you don't, return Cosima to the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it and draw X cards where X is the number of Voyage counters on it. But the Omen Keel is one in a blue for a 3-3 vehicle. And whenever a vehicle you control deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles that many cards from the top of their library. You may play lands from among those cards for as long as they remain exiled and it has crew one. So essentially when I was thinking about the deck, I was basically thinking I would never cast Cosima and just cast the Omen Keel. But then when I pulled the Shurikai, I kind of went with a different direction because I didn't want to build or buy the Precon. So Shurikai Genesis Engine is a 2, a white and a blue for an 8-8 vehicle. You can pay one and tap it to draw two cards and then discard a card. You create a 1-1 colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though her power were two greater. And crew eight. Then at the bottom it says Shorakai Genesis Engine can be your commander. It has to say that because it's technically not a creature all the time. But the name of the game is vehicles and I kind of had to come up with a way to get around having a ton of vehicles and not having a ton of creatures and one of the ways I did that is with Peace Walker Colossus it's three generic for a 6-6 vehicle but for one in a white another target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turn and it has crew four so that was uh, a big reason for why I wanted the white to begin with. And I leaned a little more into tokens. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I do want to call out things like Prodigy's Prototype. Uh, one, a white and a blue for a 3-4 vehicle. 
Whenever one or more vehicles you control attack, create a 1-1 colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though its power were two greater and crew two. Sky Sovereign console flagship is five generic mana for a 6-5 vehicle with flying. And whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, it deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls and crew three. And I had to add Colossal Plow, just so I can say Colossal Plow, and whenever I hit anybody with it, I can say you just got plowed. But Colossal Plow is 2 mana for a 6-3 vehicle with whenever it attacks, add 3 colorless mana to your mana pool and you gain 3 life. Till end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end, and it has crew 6. Reckoner Bankbuster is 2 mana for a 4-4 vehicle. Enters the battlefield with 3 charge counters on it. You can pay 2 and tap it to remove a charge counter from the Bankbuster to draw a card. Then if there are no charge counters on the Reckoner Bankbuster, create a treasure token and a 1-1 pilot with this creature cruise vehicles as though its power were 2 or greater. Crew 3. I love that it tells a story. Because essentially after you activate it 3 times, it pulls a bank heist. And you have a pilot... And treasure. It's the little things that make me happy. Uh, high speed hoverbike is two generic mana for a 2 2 vehicle with flash and flying. When it enters the battlefield, tap up to one target creature, and it has crew one. Mostly just a utility artifact, but hey, 2 2 flyers win games sometimes. Mobilizer mech, one and a blue for a 3 4 vehicle with flying. And when Mobilizer Mech becomes crewed, up to one other target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature till end of turn. Crew 3. This is the main way uh, we're going to crew Shorakai if we ever crew Shorakai. Because this gets around the crew 8 that it has. And then the last vehicle I want to talk about is a vehicle that I think many people have wanted to try and make work. Parhelion 2. 6 white white for a 5-5 vehicle with flying, first strike, and vigilance. And whenever it attacks, create 2 four, four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance that are attacking crew 4. So, yeah. The name of the game is Artifacts with Tokens, essentially. And... I think that the biggest uh, flag to this being a token deck is the inclusion of Anointed Procession, three and a white enchantment. If an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice as many of those tokens instead. And then we have like some very generic token makers, like Captain's Call is a sorcery for three and a white that makes three white soldiers. Timely Reinforcement is uh, two and a white for a sorcery that if you have less life than an opponent you gain six life and if you have fewer creatures than an opponent you make three soldiers and raise the alarm is one and a white for an instant to put two one one white soldiers into play and then we round out like the top end of our token creation with Elspeth Sun's champion four white white for a four loyalty planeswalker Plus one is make three one one soldiers. Minus three is destroy all creatures with power four or greater. 
And minus seven is you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, and flying. And a little spoiler, that is how I won that game in my stream by being able to ultimate Elspeth. And then the, the actual top of the token creation curve is Mere Battlesphere. Seven generic mana for a 4-7 Mere Construct. When it enters the battlefield, you create four 1-1 one, one colorless Mere Artifact creature tokens. And whenever Mere Battlesphere attacks, you may tap X untapped Mere you control. If you do, Mere Battlesphere gets plus X plus zero to end of turn and deals X damage to the defending player. But it wasn't, wasn't you know, all tokens. Uh, we did want to have some actual factual creatures in the deck. Uh, things like Containment Construct. Uh, two mana, two one, artifact creature construct. Whenever you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. If you do, you may play that card this turn. Goes wonderful with Shorakai's ability to draw two and discard one. Uh, Patchwork Automaton is a 2-mana 1-1 artifact creature construct with Ward 2. And whenever you cast an artifact spell, you put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on the Patchwork. This got included, A, because it's, you know, an artifact. Uh, B, because as it steadily grows, it will be able to crew more and more things in the deck. Then we have uh, Tameshi, Reality Architect, 2 and a blue for a 2-3 Moonfolk Wizard. Whenever one or more non-creature permanents are returned to hand, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. And for X and a white, I can return a land. I control to its owner's hand. To return target artifact or enchantment card with mana value X or less from my graveyard to the battlefield... Activate only as a sorcery. Padim, Console of Innovations, is 3 and a blue for a 1-4 Vidalcan Artificer. Artifacts you control have Hexproof. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control the artifact with the highest converted mana cost or tied for the converted mana cost, draw a card. And finally, Psy, Master Thopterist, 2 and a blue for a 1-4 Human Artificer. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying, and you can pay one in a blue and sacrifice two artifacts to draw a card. Now, I just kind of want to round this out with a couple of lands, and then we'll kind of clean this up. Academy Ruins is a legendary land that taps for a colorless and you can pay one and a blue and tap it to put target artifact card in your graveyard on top of your library. And Mech Hanger, which is a land that taps for colorless. You can tap it to add one mana of any color, uh, but spending only to cast a pilot or a vehicle spell. And you can pay three and tap it. Target vehicle becomes an artifact creature until end of turn, which is the main reason it made it into the deck to begin with. And, yeah, I... I haven't gotten this list online yet, but I will be working on that later. And yeah, that was my Shorkai, basically what I pulled and had on hand deck. And it slaps pretty hard. But uh, that will bring us to the end. And well, 
I hope you all have a good week, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending, along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.